And welcome to episode 94 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. We're breaking down the brawl that went down last night in Kansas. And then Eli Manning announces his retirement. We're going to tell you if he belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Some more baseball topics breaking down the Astros cheating scandal, all that much more here on episode 94 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. Got one from the Altuve buzz topic. You guys are blowing that up. Maurice Grant says, get rid of the name and uniforms. I hate to look at it. In fact, move to San Antonio, Texas, along with a new name and logo. New players also completely start all over again. Mosquito2010 says, millions of very young players watch the World Series from all over the world, and these guys turn into huge superstars, almost idols. How do you explain to a 10-year-old that his favorite team is full of cheaters? Come clean and give up the championship. But we've got a jam-packed show for you guys. Lots to get into, so let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? What it do, baby? Baby, baby. Let's get it on. A wild night last night in college basketball. The carnage in Kansas. The action at Allen. KU was going for the KO with the Jayhawk dribbling out the clock up 22 late in the game. The Sosa was stripped by Gordon near midcourt and Gordon tried to go in for the layup. Then the Jayhawks big man recovers, blocks the shot, sends the Wildcat freshman to the floor and then he gets a technical foul for taunting. He's standing over him, he's giving him the business and that's when it all went down. so, yeah, my first thought is at least it was longer than the Conor McGregor Cowboy fight. No, but that was ugly last night. It could have gotten much worse. It could have gotten much worse if DeSosa connected with the... I'm, uh, you know, you got to handle it right and it created, created a, I guess, a bad thing. Uh, but, it, you know, again, credit to Kansas. They kicked our butts. I mean, Bruce Weber, I don't think tonight was the night to say your team got their butts kicked. I might have chose a different set of words there. Well, today, just this morning, Silvio DeSosa has been suspended indefinitely by Kansas for his role in last night's altercation. The school did not reveal a specific length of DeSosa's suspension or additional punishment for any of the other players, citing its joint review with the Big 12 is still ongoing. Kansas head coach Bill Self said in a statement, I have suspended Silvio DeSosa indefinitely pending the final outcome of the review by KU and the Big 12 Conference. As I said last night, we are disappointed in his actions and there's no place in the game for that behavior. So really it's just sad because Kansas, they're ranked third in the country. They're one of the powerhouses, one of the blue bloods in college basketball. Silvio DeSosa, he was not projected to go in the NBA draft in the first or second rounds. 
He was a former four-star recruit, but hey, at six foot nine, definitely could get a look in the G League, definitely could play in Europe. Now the question is one, should he be suspended for the rest of the season? Now look, if this happens in the first or second game of the year, I say maybe he gets a 20, 30 game suspension, but considering how late in the season this occurred, it looks like his year is going to be done. Now look, he was averaging a little over two points per game, a little over two boards per game, but for Kansas, you want that depth. You know he provides that toughness clearly from what we saw last night. Kansas is still going to be okay. They're still going to be contending for the national championship this year. But really, if they don't win the title, this is going to be what you're going to remember from this year from the Kansas Jayhawks. Now look, we've seen worse brawls in basketball. The malice of the palace goes without saying, but the Ohio State-Minnesota brawl from 1972, that one made last night's look like they were playing patty cake, okay? So the Jayhawks are going to be fine with or without DeSosa. No real juggernauts this year in college basketball. So without DeSosa, KU won't be KO'd. And we've got some breaking news here at Get More Sports. The New York Giants have just announced that Eli Manning will be announcing his retirement this Friday. Eli Manning, the two-time Super Bowl champion, the two-time Super Bowl MVP, will be calling it a career after 16 seasons all with the New York Giants. He was drafted in 2004 out of Ole Miss. Remember, he was supposed to go to San Diego. Instead, he went to the Big Apple, won two Lombardi trophies, beat that undefeated Patriots team, was a part of one of the most memorable plays in Super Bowl history, the David Tyree catch. And he takes the snap, back to throw, under pressure, avoids the rush, and he's gonna fight out of it. Still fights out of it, now throws it deep downfield. Tyree, who makes the catch at the 23-yard line. What a play by Manning. Eli, man, I don't know how he got out of there. I thought he was on the ground, and, and then he came out of the pile and just slings it. This ball's... But in a statement from owner John Mara, he writes... For 16 seasons, Eli Manning defined what it is to be a New York Giant both on and off the field. Eli is our only two-time Super Bowl MVP and one of the very best players in our franchise's history. He represents our franchise as a consummate professional with dignity and accountability. It meant something to Eli to be the Giants quarterback, and it meant even more to us. We are beyond grateful for his contributions to our organization and look forward to celebrating his induction into the Giants Ring of Honor in the near future. And then Ernie Accorsi, who was the general manager who traded for Eli Manning, he said in a statement, I learned very early that you evaluate quarterbacks on their ability to win championships and to do it late in a game when the game is on the line, that they're able to take a team down the field and into the end zone to win a title. The second thing is to know that over a period of years, he's always going to be there. Those kinds of quarterbacks always give you a chance to win, and for 16 years, he did that for this franchise. He won championships, and he was always there giving us a chance to win. I don't know how you can ask for more from a quarterback. And then for Eli Manning's 183 regular season and 11 postseason starts, his head coach was Tom Coughlin. From 2004 to 2015, he had this to say about Eli Manning. 
It was an honor and privilege to coach Eli and go through the wonderful and magnificent moments that he and his teammates provided for all of us in the World Championships of 2007-2008 and the 2011 and 2012 seasons. The New York Giants flagship franchise of the National Football League have four world championships. You have four trophies sitting there. You have Phil Simms, you have Jeff Hostetler, and you have Eli for two. Eli Manning not only is the quarterback of those great teams, but he's the MVP of the Super Bowls. Now the question is, does Eli Manning end up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, first let's take a look at his resume. Eli Manning from 2005 to 2012, he went 77 and 51 in the regular season. He goes eight and three in the postseason, and he won two Lombardi trophies. Now, those weren't just any Lombardi trophies. Those were against the New England Patriots at the peak of their power. So, to me, those carry a lot of weight. To me, he's the New York Giant, and he was the ultimate Giant killer in those years. He didn't just beat any dynasty. Eli Manning took down the greatest dynasty the NFL has ever known. Not once, but he did it twice. To me, that's the biggest bullet in his Hall of Fame resume. Also, he was very durable. He really was the NFL's Iron Man. He never missed a game because of an injury, starting 210 straight games, second longest QB streak ever, before sitting for one week in 2017. So if we take a look at his numbers, he ranks 7th in NFL history with 57,023 passing yards, and he also ranks 7th in NFL history with 366 touchdown passes. He's top 10 in passing yards, top 10 in touchdown passes. Every eligible quarterback who's reached either 50,000 passing yards or 300 touchdown passes is in the Hall of Fame. And from 2005 to 2012, his first eight seasons, he made three Pro Bowls during that eight-year stretch. Only three quarterbacks won more games during that span. Those two other quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, the only two quarterbacks in that stretch to win more games than Eli Manning. Now the case against Eli Manning. Eli Manning, he played 14 full seasons and finished in the top 10 in passer rating once. He was seventh in 2011. He also ranked 20th or worse six times. He never had a passer rating over 93.6. Compare that to Hall of Fame locks like Breeze, Brady, Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, each have had passer ratings over 93.6 at least eight times. So he was not elite for an entire season. He never led the NFL in a major passing category for an entire season. He was never first in completion percentage, touchdowns, passing yards, yards per game, passer rating. Only major category that he finished first in was interceptions, and he did that for three seasons. Eli Manning, he led the NFL in interceptions three times, and his 3.09 interception percentage ranks closer to the bottom since he entered the NFL than the top. It's 49th best out of 73 quarterbacks who have thrown at least 1,000 passes since 2004. He's got a 500 career record as a starter, and in 12 of the 14 seasons that he was the starting quarterback of the New York Giants, the Giants never won a playoff game. In 12 of those 14 years, the Giants didn't win a playoff game, and then everyone's going to point to those Super Bowls, right? 2007, 2011, really, he didn't play lights out in those games. He had a passer rating of 82.5 in the 2007 game, 
which is 13 worst of any winning quarterback in Super Bowl history. And then the other one, he put up just 17 points. Now, we'll always remember Eli Manning for his performances in those Super Bowls. Eli Manning had a great career. I'm just not sure he had a Hall of Fame career. He had some Hall of Fame performances, some Hall of Fame moments, but not a Hall of Fame career. If you look at his entire career, regular season, postseason, if you look at the numbers, I just can't put him in Canton. And you know I'm going to give you your daily dose of the Astros cheating scandal. Look, if it's about the Astros cheating scandal, we will be covering it here at Get More Sports. I still think it's the biggest story in the sports world right now, and we're going to be covering every inch of it. And yesterday, coming straight from the things that no one asked for file, the L.A. City Council voted unanimously on a resolution Tuesday asking Major League Baseball and Commissioner Rob Manfred to declare the Los Angeles Dodgers champions of both the 2017 and 2018 seasons. Councilman Gil Cedillo and Paul... Councilman Gil Cedillo and... Pa Councilman Gil Cedillo and Paul Koritz co-sponsored the resolution after Major League Baseball made public the results of the sign-stealing investigation into the Houston Astros. The investigation found that the Astros used technology and trash cans and cameras to illegally steal signs from the Los Angeles Dodgers in the 2017 World Series. And first, let's hear from Councilman Koretz and his decision to pass the resolution to have Major League Baseball award the Dodgers the 2017 and 2018 World Series. Use this motion to uh, acknowledge that uh, the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox cheated in the 2017 and 2018 World Series and made an effort to steal those series uh, by cheating. Um, from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, this is significant because not only is it a black eye for the national pastime, the worst scandal since the Black Sox scandal 100 years ago, um, but it's significant because we seem to have a culture of cheating in this country, um, and it's time to say, no, this is not the new norm. This is something that we should push back against and there should be consequences. Um, I never would have dreamed, even that may be naive, I've been a baseball fan and a Dodgers fan since I was three years old, I never dreamed that this kind of high-tech cheating would be employed um, and this kind of a system so you could know every single pitch that is now, the first thing, if you look at Councilman Koretz, this guy is a real-deal Dodger fan. Before all the Dodger fans want to hate on this initiative, just know he's one of us. He's a Dodger fan himself, and he's clearly in pain. He's clearly saying, hey, I'm getting up there in age. What can I do to get a World Series title? He said himself he's been a Dodger fan since the age of three. Now, that's not how I would want my World Series trophy. I want to earn it on the field. Fair and square, I don't want it to be given to me. I don't want a paper chip. 
championship. I don't want some sympathy trophy. And really, what would that trophy represent? It would represent, yes, the Dodgers were cheated against, but what does it say about the American League? Would the New York Yankees have beaten the Dodgers? We'll never know. Should the Dodgers and Yankees just cut that trophy down the middle and split the trophy? Absolutely not. It's everything or nothing in Major League Baseball. And to me, it wouldn't mean anything because it was all about the moment. Look, I'll tell you a story. I was at that World Series. I remember the night before, I had my alarm set to Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling. I know it's really corny, but that's what really happened because I thought for sure the Los Angeles Dodgers were going to win the World Series the first time in my lifetime, and I was very excited about it. And then after they lost that game, I was just, I've never experienced a loss like that. For the first time in my entire life, I actually cried real tears when a team lost. I know it's not that serious, but I was just moved. I was shaken. Here's me after the Dodgers lost to the Houston Astros in the 2017 World Series. So yes, as a lifelong Dodger fan myself, it does hurt. It does sting, but I don't want a championship that way. I want it the right way. I wanted that moment with my friends, family, getting super drunk, getting that face tattoo that I said I would get if the Dodgers won the World Series. None of that happened. So a trophy two, three years after the fact is not going to do anything. Now, I'm a big proponent of Major League Baseball taking the trophy away from the Astros, putting an asterisk in the record books, but giving it to the Dodgers on no circumstances would I allow that, would I want that. Now, yes, there's already an invisible asterisk on the Houston Astros, but my question is, is that enough? Is that really enough for Major League Baseball fans everywhere, the fans in the know, to say, hey, that championship has zero credibility. I mean, just look at Alex Rodriguez. I mean, Alex Rodriguez. This guy was roiding up. He was juicing up for years. This guy was suspended from baseball, and now he's the lead commentator for Sunday Night Baseball. He's all over television. Through time, people forget stuff. People forgive through time, and that could be the case with the Houston Astros. If they don't take away the title, that could be the risk. But MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred does not appear like he's even entertaining the idea of taking away the Astros World Series. In his statement today, he said, Whatever the impact of the sign-stealing was, it could have changed who was in the World Series. It's absolutely unclear that the Dodgers would have been the World Series champion. I think there's a long tradition in baseball of not trying to change what happened. I think the answer from our perspective is to be transparent about what the investigation showed and let our fans make their own decision about what happened. So it's clear Major League Baseball, they have no intention of taking away the Astros 2017 World Series. So for me, if I'm the Astros, I just relinquish that title. Give up the title. Throw it in the trash can that you were banging. Just give it away. If I'm the Houston Astros, pull a Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and just give up the title. Maybe you can move to Canada and become the Montreal Expos, the team that beat you in last year's World Series. I just think the Houston Astros would be much better off if they gave up the 2017 World Series title. But before we wrap, Zion Williamson makes his debut tonight. Mount Zion playing his first regular season NBA game tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. I'm going to try to guess his line. I think tonight Zion Williamson goes for 22 points. 
eight rebounds, two assists, three block shots. Zion Williamson, a solid debut for a future superstar in the NBA. But that is going to do it. Thanks again for rocking with us here on the Get More Sports Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube so you can be a part of the Get More Sports Podcast. Give me all your takes right over there. See you guys Friday, and I'm out.